Welcome back! Hello! Hey! Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> to the Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast. This is a horror podcast? Yes. Is that what we do here? I'm in the wrong house. Let me get up. <laughs> I wanted to go to the drama <laughs> podcast. I wonder if there is, like, drama. I'm sure there is. There's a podcast Shakespeare. for everything. There is for action. Like, I know a couple that are for action. I've seen those, like, kung fu ones and shit like that. <laughs> Sci-fi, obviously. There's gotta be. But I can say that there's not a lot of sci-fi coming out these days. Every time I look up new releases for sci-fi, it's very slim pickings. I watched one the other day that wasn't bad. Yeah? Called Selfless. Selfless? Yeah. Oh. I liked it. I had a good time watching it. Is that the one with Ryan Reynolds and Ben Kingsley? Yep. Fucking hate that movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it up until the point that, and I've mentioned this in the other in another podcast okay. or in one of the episodes. You don't like Ryan Reynolds? It's, I love Ryan Reynolds, but when they start going... We can save the minds of geniuses, people like Albert Einstein, or how about Steve Jobs? And I'm like, oh yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, I lost it a little bit. Yeah, it's like it's like we could save the minds of these wonderful people, like engineers or trash compactor people, or or like, yeah, it's like no offense, like I know shit's gotta get done, but like really. <laughs> Like I'm sorry, just Steve Jobs, guys. Not not the guy that you think he Steve is. Steve Handjobs. Yeah. If I was a porn star, that would be my porn name. Steve Handjobs. <laughs> He's a serial handjobber. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It'd be like, what was that movie we saw? It was we like can... the fake trailer, like Handjob Cabin oh, or something. See, you know, we can never stay away from jerking things off, huh? We just cannot. It's, it's tough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we're back. We got a brand new episode for you. It's uh, episode 29. That's 29 weeks of entertainment. And we're calling this one Wicked Women. So it is essentially the last week that we'll be doing the podcast for Women in Horror Month. If you guys don't already know what that is, we've been posting it all over our social media. I mean, we've been doing it everywhere. What the fuck's wrong with you? But no, check it out. Go to womeninhorrormonth.com and see what's up. So, hey, man, what have you been up to? I've just been uh, doing a lot of stuff for the podcast. We've been working with our significance, me and Patrick, on uh, trying to beef up the websites and trying to. I've been trying to get a website for us, actually, so I might actually learn how to do that. There's a lot of stuff I've been doing. I worked on a review here recently um, with Matronox, who does like a cartoon style. I mentioned it in the last couple of podcasts. It's going to be out this. It's already going to be out by the time you hear this. So. 
Follow the link below and check it out. It was a lot of fun working with her to do something a little different, like a like a collaborative review. What, what did you review? A Girl Who Walks Home at Night Alone. It's actually a vampire movie. Oh, okay. But it's pretty cool. Like, actually, I enjoyed it. Um, it was fun working with her uh, to do the review. It was interesting to kind of collaborate like that. So we spent, like, three or four hours sitting down trying to, like, figure out how we are going to do it, break the ice and stuff. It was fun. You guys should check it out. Check the link below in the YouTube or the SoundCloud. So... But other than that, we did also do something pretty cool. Kelly, Patrick's wife, helped us set up an email subscription for our BTV VIP club. Right. And she's she's awesome for doing so. And she tries to show me what she does on Photoshop. And I, dude, she's so magic at it. It's like click, 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 click. I was like, what? What did you just do? Yeah, that. Yeah, it takes. So what it literally comes down to, it's like shake and bake. I got like the bag of shit, and I throw it in there, and she (laughs) makes the magic happen. (laughs) But yeah, no, thanks, Kelly, for that. I'm glad we got that started up. If you guys want to sign up for it, by the way, if you're listening now, please go to our Facebook page. Go to our Twitter page. On the on the Facebook page, it says sign up on the blue button. On the Twitter, it's in our like description box of who we are it says sign up for the btv club if you want to find out when we're posting an episode or posting a review or do something cool we're going to do contests through this so if you want to be a part of that you're going to want to start signing up for that so that we can include you in this via email we don't give this shit out to anybody it's strictly for us we're not that clever what about you pat no i haven't been up to much uh pretty much just cleaning up the house and Working a little bit here and there. Very little this week. Yeah. Uh, playing a lot of video games, probably too much <laughs> video games. You say that every week now. I know. It's just, it's too much. Why do you say that, Patrick? I, I, let's not get into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, uh, Alex had a little fun fucking with me today. And, uh, you fucked him? He, he did, dude. Fucking hard. <laughs> but uh, he wanted to make a little fib. Oh, Spin uh, a little yarn well, for me. That was a nice yarn. I made why, a why don't you go ahead and I tell him what it was? I made a beautiful quilt. Dude, it was... How sexy. Okay, so Pat Patrick calls me up. He's late, you know. And I wanted to give him a little shit, you know, because he was, like, running late. And then, uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, Kyle from the Laughing Horror Podcast. I was like, dude, oh, my God. Kyle sent me a dick pic <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> through mice or through mice <laughs> MySpace. Jesus Christ <laughs> and I fell into way, a portal in the mid 90s he went back in time I'm just kidding uh, no but Kyle sent me a dick pic through Facebook I was like I don't even know how he fucked up, up and why is he sending dick pics and who's he trying to send it to and wow. like and I was like it wasn't even impressive it was like really small and like it was just bush <laughs> and like it was like a little helmet popping out of a bush like he was trying to <laughs> And then Patrick's all like, oh, my God, you're not fucking with me, are you? I was like, no, man, I can't believe I don't even know what to say. I was like, I told Kyle, like, what are you doing? And he was like, felt really bad about it. So he apologized over and over and then he just disappeared. So I don't even know what's going on. And like, I feel really awkward. And I was like, (laughs) awkward boner. (laughs) What what did you think, Pat? 
I, I thought it was. I thought you were you were telling the truth. You you're just so good at that shit. Dude. I, you're I, so I, sincere when you're saying shit like that, dude. That I, I'm scary. really good at just making stories up. It's not that I'm trying to be a liar. It's just <laughs> you like you are. You're a fucking liar. I just start thinking about it. Like, how do I piece this together? But yeah, so. it, it, this lets you guys know Alex is just known for doing shit like this. That's why I said to him right off the bat, "Are you fucking with me?" Yeah, and I just say no, and he just believes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't believe him ever. Dude, I'm literally. You're gonna be like the fucking boy that cried wolf. I'm not gonna believe shit you say anymore. Dog. <laughs> I don't mean to. It's just me just seeing if I can fucking fuck with you. I don't know. I'm just a joker, <laughs> a midnight toker. Not really. Dude, you know. You know what I did today that like was solely the dumbest thing ever that made me so angry. What? Uh, I was at lunchtime, right? I was like watching some movies and shit. I made uh, some uh, a grilled cheese sandwich and some tomato soup. Okay. Like old school, like traditional. Little kid. Yeah. And you put I'm, milk in it? I sure do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm carrying it to the coffee table, whatever you call it, you know, and the, I have the soup in my hand and it fucking just slips out and does like a 360. And you like chuck the cheese sandwich somewhere? Well, no, the cheese sandwich <laughs> was on the on the counter but or on the thing, but literally an entire bowl of soup on the carpet. That's pretty cool. It was it was really exciting. Yeah, was like, <laughs> no, then I, luckily man. I have a. a You're cart- like Vin Diesel of the house. <laughs> it sucked, man. Action star. I, I clean. I I cleaned up the carpet, and then it was wet for the rest of the day. And <laughs> I tried not to walk in it, and I have tomato soup all over my couch. <laughs> Are you out of the couch? Yeah, too? I got over the couch too, dude. Jesus. It fucking sucks, man. You gotta get those plastic covers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Mike proof. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I've been up to with that and uh, watching some movies. You watched it. a shit ton that we aren't even going to talk about. So I'll briefly mention them, but we won't go into detail. Oh, yeah, you mentioned you watched uh, a movie recently. Uh, I, I recently watched Swiss Army Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, which, tell us about that. I watched it, too, but I want to hear your opinion on it. Yeah, because we kind of briefly talked about it. I mean, you think it's going to be a comedy, and it has comedic elements to it, but it's not a comedy. I saw it as a really profound, deep drama. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, it was phenomenal, dude. It was like a fantastic movie. It's... Because I've said this before, a lot of times when you watch movies are just fun and you have a good time, but sometimes movies can actually change the way you look at the world. Yeah. And, th- and this is one of those movies. So it's it's an important movie It's to like sad, happy, funny, uh, deep. Like it made me want to, like I, I just tear up a little bit. You know what I mean? It's, it's fantastic, man. It's like, I don't know. It was just so sentimental. It, it literally is like one of the most deepest human feeling movies Wrapped in a fart joke, like the longest <laughs> yeah. fart joke ever created. But it's you would never expect that from that movie. Yeah. Just watching the trailer, you're like, oh, that looks fun. Silly belly, like he's floating on the dead body and he's farting and flying down the river. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's definitely worth checking out if you have the chance, man. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm definitely going to add it to my collection, so. Yeah. But yeah, I think it might be about that time, guys. Oh, shit. Time for what? Uh, let's do our laundry. Oh, really? <laughs> Dude, Sweet. I, I got some white. I, like, yeah, I, really... <laughs> I love how you guys like just were like, what What the fuck? Oh, what? <laughs> Your eyes. You come over to my house and do some laundry. No, it's time for... Horse Shots! What we decided to do is take one of the characters from one of the three movies we watched this week in our theme of Wicked Women, and uh, one of the characters was from the movie Sick Girl that we're going to be talking about, and the character's name was Izzy. So we're going to take an Izzy. Take a nice (laughs) Izzy on each other's chest. (laughs) That sounds so profane. 
but yeah, no, no, we're gonna make some uh, crazy shit. I don't even know what the ingredients are here. What do we got? We got one part wild turkey, one part hypnotic, one part. What the fuck is this? Almond whiskey? Colson's pounded 1901 American blended whiskey. Oh, I thought it said amaretto. Anyway, we got this Colson's shit. It's going to be bad. Oh, yeah, just like she was in the movie. Uh, She was fucked up. Dude, she was really bad. (laughs) So let's go ahead and honor her. Can you give me the uh, cup? And Alex is mixing the shot. Delicious. It looks fantastically disgusting. I can't I, believe his dainty fingers could open the bottle. <laughs> Here, do you, do you want me to open that one for you, dude? Yeah, I can see you struggling with the lid. I did not struggle. <laughs> I got actually opened it for the first time. Take your drink. Here Take you it. Here you go, little belly. Here you go, little belly. I like you best. <laughs> Here's a little belly. Oh, I like that it looks like piss. Yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't look good. I'm sure it's going to taste even worse. Yeah, this, this is like what happens when your organs fail and you piss. It looks like... Oh, I spilt it on my fucking... It looks like when you clean the, the U-trap in your sink. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's kind of like... looks like algae water. <laughs> it's that hypnotic. It's that blue shit. Turtle. Smell it. <laughs> smell it. You smell oh, dude, it. it smells like cat urine. <laughs> Let's see if it tastes like it. You'll, uh. let, us, you'll let us know. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, dude, this Don't think like about bundles. it, dude. Don't fucking Ready? think about it. One, two, three. Ooh, weird. It tasted good going the first second. Dude, it tastes like whiskey and warheads. Oh. I, don't, I don't think it was as bad as all that. I it, don't know, dude. It oh. definitely had too many tastes for it to be good. That that tastes like what happens when when bad things go extra bad. I wish they would have. I wish you guys would have puked on each Dude, other. I could still. <laughs> and then I puke just from how disgusting it is, you know. And then we could do it. You could eat or soak up the puke. It's like that. Uh, th- what was it? The Goonies, and he was like, "I was at the theater, and then someone puked. I puked all over the place, and then everybody started puking." <laughs> oh. Eh, it's not so bad. No, it's eh. bad. No. It's pretty gross. So if you guys would like to take an Izzy on each other's, you know... Yeah, hey, your chest, Izzy, yeah, your I don't, chest. Do you guys even fucking drink this shit? Because it's like sewer water. Hey, it's like Izzy. One time I Izzy'd on my own face. My wife walked in. She's like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, izzy on my face. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. But if you try it, you know, let us know. Don't try it. All right, guys. That was it for horror shots. Fantastic. You know, I think... I think we might want to skip something this time, Mike. What do you think? I'm not sure. Let me look in my pants, because I found the news! Here is the fucking news! we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. I'm really looking forward to Glade... I'm really looking forward to Grave Plots, also the Flesh and Potatoes. But, uh, dude, the trailer for the M. Night's Tales from the Crypt. Right. Promo video got released. The featurette or whatever yeah, it was. Insanely interesting, man. Yeah, they did like a weird short kind of like trailer sort of segment in the beginning. And then it jumped into like old, like they used some of the same footage from all these different movies. Yeah. Which is weird. I'm like, why are they using 
footage from all these other so movies. So it wasn't anything from the film, upcoming no. film. No, well, like the beginning, the very beginning of the featurette was the guy like mopping the floor with his headphones on, and then he suddenly turns around the window, the door that's behind him in this hallway. He hears like banging on it, and this guy's just banging his head over and over and over on this on the fucking window until it breaks, and then there's no one there, and he kind of looks at the window like scared, and it's like right in front of him. And then it goes into the featurette where M. Night Shyamalan is, uh, Shyamalan is actually looking and talking about Tales from the Crypt and why he's interested, and they don't really talk about too much, other than the interest of why they're doing it. M. Night Shyamalan is actually going to be doing production on it. I don't know if he's even directing. So, he may do the first episode. I, I don't know even... I mean, I like the idea of them doing it because it's got a history behind it. Right. I but, think he's just a fan and he's producing it. Yeah, but have you seen Black Mirror? Well, of course, yeah. I know. That is what uh, Tales never really was. Right. I love Black Mirror. Some of that shit is fantastic. Right. Some of it's, eh, but... what well, Tales from the Crypt was always, like, kind of cheesy. It was more splatter. Well, and the it thing... It was like a horror Twilight Zone, kind of. Right. Where not every fucking episode nailed it, but there was a lot that did. Right. What I've realized is a lot of people online are really kind of like half of them are excited about it and half of them are like, oh God, and I shamble. No, he's really not that bad of a guy. It's, he's not. I no, hated no, the no. guy. Like, this is what I don't understand. It's like, now that I'm actually digging some of the stuff that he's doing, everybody hates him still. Or maybe I'm just paying attention. And I'm like, I actually don't mind some of the stuff he's doing now. Some people are a little too particular, but there is a lot yeah. of stuff that M. Night does that's it's really interesting and stuff right. that i haven't seen before sometimes i wonder if people are just disliking it because people have hated it for so long so they think that's what everybody that, likes that's or a good dislikes. Guess. yeah or no I, offense but yeah i think that's the way some of it i is. wonder sometimes if he set the bar so high was, with the sixth sense yeah that people like if you can't get anywhere near that people flip out well if you think about the format of all his fucking movies they have the twist at the end yeah. What did the Tales from the Crypt all do? Right. Some sort of twist. Always, always twist, had yeah. a twist at the end. So I kind of feel like it may be a really good mix. He's, I, I, it's, it's I believe he's just the production person on it, or the producer, I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, he has control over it in some aspects. Like, that's not a good story. We're going to do this, or whatever the fuck. He's the guy paying for it. It's going to be good. I'm not worried about I, it. I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, I think it's going to be... Uh, to have, like, short stories again, finally, every week or whatever, I'm fucking cool with that. Who's picking it up now? It's TNT. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. So, I think, you know, it's like all these different networks are, like, trying to grab onto the horror train right now because of The Walking Dead success and all these other shows. Yeah, American Horror Story. Yeah, they all want to have their horror show. You know yeah. what I mean? And, th and I think that's the climate right now, because it seems like you were saying before, like, sci-fi is falling down. Horror just keeps gaining more popularity. Well, yeah. I mean, horror is always going to be around. I never fear that it's ever going to go away. No, it's never going to go away. And I've noticed that, like, horror movies are getting a little nastier right now because of the, probably the political climate. Yeah. But Tales sure. from the Crypt, I think this is, like, a perfect time. We're in the 80s again. I mean, it feels like we're in the 80s again for horror. It's a big thing. Well, so, 80s are coming back all around, as far as music, style, whatever. But as far as horror movies go, it is definitely 80s time, as far as the, the amount of stuff that we have. Yeah. Like, I feel like. One thing I wanted to bring up is that Get Out's coming out this... Well, it'll be out by the time you guys hear this, but I'm going to be... Actually, I'll have a review up for Get Out. So Jordan Peele's uh, Get Out is already just at the earliest reviews, has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes as we talk right now. 
when you hear this on Monday, I don't know if it's going to go down or not, but getting 100% on Rotten Tomatoes is not an easy task. Yeah, even before a project doesn't, doesn't mean, come out. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't mean that everything 100% on Rotten Tomatoes is good. It doesn't mean that you're going to like it, but it's a good sign that it's pleasing a lot of people. So if it's just even lightly in the area that I want, I think I'm going to be super excited. But a lot of the reviews, which I've refused to read, they're glowing. So it's it's I'm really excited for Jordan Peele. I'm excited for the movie. Oh, he's awesome. I'm glad that it's like it's 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 a thing. So, oh, dude, you know, what we should talk about what uh, the Annabelle doll. Because yeah. you, you watched the live video, right? Well, yeah. Actually, Kyle from the Laughing Horror Podcast actually told me about this. And it was the Annabelle doll, right? Yeah, it was the Annabelle doll, the original, not the one that looks all fucking creepy sex doll or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's like a fucking Raggedy Ann doll. I cannot believe this. I mean, like, I got it really excited for this because they were going to do a live stream. And not just like a live stream from like a page. This is the weird thing I thought. But they were doing a live stream on Facebook from a person's personal page, public. Huh. But it's from a person's personal page. I would think that that was a, kind of a bad idea. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could yeah. use it to beef up somebody else's page or something. I don't know. But anyway, Annabelle, the doll, was literally getting moved. When I first heard this, I was thinking to myself, well, they're going to fucking you know, put it in a museum or something, and maybe we're going to get in the car with them and drive down the thing. No, they literally moved it from one box to another box. Are you fucking serious? Across the fucking room. (laughs) What? Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm not trying to knock it like it is a famous fucking, like, possessed fucking doll, right? The uh, guy, like, does, like, this uh, saint whatever prayer um, on the doll, one of the guys put his hands in holy water and then put on gloves. They were saying that, you know, basically you can't touch the doll or it could kill you. There was like a motorcyclist who was like taunting the doll. The One of the last times that someone died from this it was a motorcyclist who was just didn't even believe it was real. And he was like banging on the fucking on the glass of the doll and taunt, say, fuck you. It's not even real. Like, let's see it do something. And then he left. And this is at uh, Ed Lorraine's Ed Lorraine's house at their museum. Oh, the haunted museum. Yeah, he left, and they're joking on the bike. The biker and his wife. He literally crashed his motorcycle a couple hours after he left, Jeez. and died. Damn, dude. she didn't die, but he did. So they kind of told that. They they kind of told that story, and then it was like, all right, now we're gonna move it. And I, I mean, this part really freaked me out. He grabbed the doll. Oh, with his hands? With with his gloved hands. Oh, with dude. holy water on his hands. Oh, dude. And moved it to the other side of the room. I was blown away. Oh, did you, uh, how many diapers did you need? No, it just <laughs> really was anticlimactic. Yeah. You know, I was just like, fuck, man. Like, like, like I was saying, it was like, uh, when uh, Geraldo opened up the safe from Al Capone yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And nothing was inside. Yeah, was that like mid 80s or something like that? Yeah. that it's just yeah. a middle finger picture of. <laughs> <laughs> Another little. Little schnid bit here that I've okay. seen is uh, Tom Savini. He's uh, he's uh, made a skin for the new uh, Friday the Thirteenth game for Jason. Right, that's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, it doesn't really. They show They haven't much. really revealed it, but no. the video shows it. And we'll put all the links to all of our news, by the way, in the in the information. Right. So. They don't really show much. It's like a silhouette, but the, you can go to Dread Central and check it out yourself. But I'm you got to do the pre order for it though now too. Well, I already pre ordered it. 
And if you don't- after we had an interview with Wes Keltner, who's the, the one of the co creators of the game, who was incredibly badass. Well, I ordered it immediately after we did the interview. Like I was, I was like, uh, I really want to play this game. I think if you don't get the pre order, you're gonna have to pay for it. But it's only gonna be like six bucks for the skin. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you might as well. You might as well just pre-order it and get it for free. You're going to play it anyway, so right. fucking get it. Also, one thing I did want to bring up is uh, Guillermo del Toro recently tweeted some sad information. Yeah, this is kind of whacked out, man. Guillermo del Toro took to Twitter to say this. Quote, Hellboy 3, sorry to report, spoke with all parties, must report that 100% the sequel will not happen, and... That is to be the final thing about it. No. You think it might have been because of the actors didn't want to come back and do it? I have no idea. I don't I, think it has anything to do with the actors. Yeah, I think Ron Perlman would totally It's all it. the producers. And, and and I started talking to like some of the guys from the other podcasts that we talked to, like the Buzzkill podcast and Laughing Horror, and I was like, you know what it is? It's it, it, they were they it wasn't a remake. They wanted to, they wanted to make that remake money or something like oh, that. Yeah. And so, I don't know. And I, I know that this Hellboy is, like, Guillermo's, like, passion project. Right. Like, he's fought for that for so long, even the sequel. And, you know, it's not the... The sequel's not the best movie, but I definitely would have loved to see a sequel, or, like, a third one. I think it would have been perfect to finish it off. And I guess because it wasn't a fucking remake, they were like, nah, sorry, <laughs> we need more money than that. Yeah, it's like, it's it's a superhero movie, but it's not a Marvel movie. You know what it is? It probably DC costs movie. more money than they wanted to give. Yeah. I'm not, I can't say no, for you, sure, you guys. you could be right, you could be right. Well, we may not be getting another Hellboy, but we are getting another Pacific Rim, and I am stoked about that. Yeah, yeah well, that made more money, because it's giant robots and giant fucking Godzilla Aliens, creatures. Yeah. You know it was I mean? fantastic. Right. Which is great. Movie. Yeah, I still love it. I mean, it's not the... My favorite movie, but it is good. It is a good movie. Yeah, it is probably one of the better uh, creature monster like yeah. Godzilla type films. Although you know what, I did watch. I didn't finish it, but I watched part of Shin Godzilla. Oh, I didn't get to see that yet. But it was the first time where it was kind of unnerving seeing a creature of that size and what they did with it. Oh, wow. oh really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's it is what it is. It is a Godzilla movie. It's pointless. It's just a big creature stomping on buildings and shit. Right. But they did a fantastic job with the creature. I need to check it out. I haven't seen it yet. I just, I don't know why. I heard some mixed things, so I was like, I don't want to be disappointed. Just fast forward to the uh, Godzilla parts. <laughs> oh, dude, and this other thing, too, is like, I don't know what to make of it. It's kind of weird. Okay. Uh, the Hulu uh, show about Stephen King's Castle Rock. Right. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I watched the trailer or, like, the uh, teaser thingy for it, and I have no clue what it's about. Well, yeah, it just shows a map. Yeah, it, it's very incredibly cryptic. Well, and if you guys don't know who what Castle Rock is, it is like a... Uh, it's like a sub name that they use for this this name of this city or this town. It's like a fictional. It's like town. a fictional place in yeah. Stephen King's side stories world, where all these different things like it is one of them. There's a lot of his oh, different stories. Kind of like that town in California. Remember that? Remember it's a fictional town, but they use it a lot in every kind of. I can't remember. Oh the yeah. Name of it. Well, and and even in the beginning of some of his movies, like Needful Things, I know for a fact. Oh, dude, is one of the stories within that Castle Rock universe. Right. Um, and they use the Castle Rock Productions thing, where it's just yeah. like a lighthouse or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like one of the things about the town is it has lighthouses on the shore or something like that. But yeah, I, I'm really anxious to see what they're gonna do with it. I mean, it seems like we're being inundated with like Stephen King shit lately. Yeah, you mentioned it's like we're resurgence of the '80s. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like it's horror is back. 
And if you guys don't embrace it now, it's going to go away sometime. Oh, I don't think horror's ever going to I don't away. think it's going to go away, but I'm saying it's going to be like... A, it's going to slip out of the mainstream. It's going to be like stream. the 90s was, where it was like this dead air right. with like little nuggets of shit like that was good. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that there was no good movies in that time. I'm just saying it's not as... It wasn't as thriving as the 80s. Yeah. So... I just um, I'm looking forward to it. I just don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be on Hulu, guys. I don't even know when. If they don't even have a date yet, but they're working on a series. It's going to be all different short stories based around all the different Stephen King oh, that, stories. That, that sounds pretty cool. Was just great. So each episode, I don't know if it's going to be all one story mixed into many different stories. I don't know. I don't know. It it, it sounds like it's a Hulu's version of. Uh, Tales from the Crypt. Right. Well, they're no stranger to Stephen King, obviously. Uh, 112263. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for the news, guys. Fantastic. Now, it's time for one of our most endeared segments. One of okay. the newest segments that we've been doing. It's called Grave Plots. Where we pull out all of the names from a hat. Whatever that name is, we have to make up the entire story of this plot for this horror movie. And we're going to do that right now. All right, so now we're back for Grave Plots. If you guys don't already know, we mentioned it right before the song, you idiot. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this is my favorite, one of my favorite segments. I love this segment because it's, it's a creative exercise. We put a bunch of fake names for horror movies in a cup, and then we draw one and make up the entire plot and story, tagline, everything, as much as we can within 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour. So it's Pat's turn this week. Please, I hope you pick the dumbest one in there. There you go. Here we go. I hope it's pickles. And hold on a second. Unraveling. It is murder mascots. Oh, oh that's mine. Oh, so oh, you guys oh, get to oh, kick oh. it off. So what do you guys think? Like, think of it. Well, uh, right off the bat, I'm, I'm thinking like, uh, well, uh, doing it like uh, literally speaking, like kind of like a '90s kind of. High school kind of thing. Okay, for sure. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know what. That's just kind of where I'm going. What do you think? Well, if we're doing that, I think we should be quite literal with it. So it's actually a mascot, and maybe this mascot was a cheerleader or something for the football team that she played Ooh, with. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe, I like that. Right. So wait, wait, wait. So she was a mascot. No, no, she wasn't a mascot. She was like she a was cheerleader. cheerleader. Oh, okay. A very beautiful. Young girl, maybe head of the cheerleader squad. So okay, so so she was uh, a cheerleader. Why is she a mascot now? Well, something definitely, something disfiguring has to happen to her. Like some, like she goes to a what do they call a prep rally or something? Maybe okay. she falls off the top of the pyramid. Oh yeah, she's like she's on the top of the pyramid. And she goes to do like a flip, and it it, it becomes a Tosh point moment where right. she hits the her face. <laughs> <laughs> well, this sounds kind of like a comedy. In All some right. respect, or like yeah. a, like a one of those like retro pastiche styles. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It or could it's even like be silly, like trauma esque. If we wanted it to be, it could be. But I, I mean, I don't know. You just never know. 
Right. We'll figure it out. So, okay. So, this girl was on a cheerleader, and what'd she do? What did you say? She fell. She fell. She got disfigured somehow. Where she's... She got thrown off the triangle into the audience and, like, fell into a butter pile. No, maybe she... Maybe, <laughs> maybe and her she, whole body she got did a burned. stage dive and nobody caught her. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I have my skins burning with butter? They threw her I'm under so the popcorn delicious. vendor. <laughs> I said butter. I keep thinking, like, was she that ugly? <laughs> no, I mean, like, hot she's butter. She's a butter face. It, it melted <laughs> yeah. her. It melted her skin. You know what I mean? Hot butter is pretty hot. No, like, how would, how, how would we disfigure her? Like, let's think about that for a second. Well, let's say... What if... What if okay, so what if... Instead of like she accidentally did something, what if the cheerleaders were secretly against her because she was always so bossy? Well, there's always one bitch that wants to be on top, the right? Snake, so snake. they wanted to knock the queen I'm down, cool right? right. To be on top. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! What about a, what about like a like a Carrie White situation? What's oh yeah okay well no because she was kind of a nerdy girl that they tried to beef up to be oh, at the queen yeah you're out yeah so what if it was more like uh, the cheerleaders didn't like her secretly even though they took orders from her because she was the team captain and they somehow got fed up with her and one of them wanted to be the queen now you know and uh, so she like the the secondary chick gets all the other girls up against her and then they fucking somehow fuck with her. Like the 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 cheerleader who becomes the mascot, right? Well, we don't have to think of what happened to her. I mean, that just well. I mean, like... let's think about it. Like, how does she her body get fucked up? Like, what could they do? Well, maybe like they were at a at a party. Maybe like maybe they of... get somehow in the boiler room and she swings like an axe to hit them or something and hits the boiler thing and it sprays like hot water all over her and it like burns her flesh and she's like completely disfigured. That or maybe they're like partying on a boat, right? <laughs> like I'm right. on a boat. Like yeah, they, you know, they get party boats and she falls off and her hair gets caught in the fucking propeller. Oh, Don't that's they kill bad her news. though. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a disfigurement. Well, maybe that's why you shave your head, dude. It like cuts the side of her face. No, it's got to be way more than that. Yeah. I want her body to be like. I I want it to be something like where. Like, maybe the girls under her are jealous of her because of how hot she is. Right, and they spill, like, acid on her. In yeah, the they, fucking... they, they do something that's going to be, like, a joke, like, ha-ha, this Maybe is they funny. go to the science lab or something like that. Yeah, like, it's, it's something that's that they think is just going to be funny and kind of fucked up, but it winds up severely disfiguring her. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but I mean, it's just... Ha! <laughs> hot women being disfigured is hilarious. But no, but yeah, so she's this queen of the fucking squad... You know, and they somehow like are all in class together in science class or something like that. Science. And they fucking put something. I don't know. Maybe they just do it to fuck with her and it ends up. Yeah, something like burning that. her skin. You know, like they don't intend to like kill her or anything like that or make her like completely disfigured. And it like fucks up her skin. It like starts boiling it somehow. Yeah, like, maybe. I mean, I'm just stretching here, but maybe she has a. Uh, an allergy to an allergy to something. An allergy. An, <laughs> an allergy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. she's she's playing. So of she's algae. got bad algae. <laughs> but they, uh, they really bad case of algae. They, you get some percostomus, dude. You pick that right <laughs> I'm up. Sorry, dude, I'm sorry, dude. No, it's all good. <laughs> Maybe she has some sort of allergy that the girls under her don't know that she has. Okay. And then they play a joke on her using this thing. And that's why she has the bad reaction that causes her to be disfigured. Right. Like, like I said. Uh, what if they lock her in the closet just to teach her a lesson? 
and it knocks over some chemicals that like spill together and like smoke her out in a way, but it like causes her skin to bubble up. That could be cool. Do you know what I mean? Like Clorox bleach and like acid spill together and then like it starts like eating her skin and she's vinegar and bacon soda. She's like breathing it in it. (laughs) Maybe it like causes her to wheeze and stuff and that's like her thing. Oh, like, well, no, do you know what I mean? Like, like every her, now and then. Tell? Well, that will give away the, like the animate. The... <laughs> that would give away who she is, though. You know what I mean? You don't well, I'm tell just saying, like, like, maybe maybe it's not as bad as all that, but it affects her, like, like when inside she talks, and out. Maybe when she talks. It's right. Like, and like so a she just. Or yeah. So this is in high school, I'm taking it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just mean bitches at this time. Everybody's a mean bitch. But anyway, so she gets kicked out of school. Or no, she doesn't get kicked out. She just decides to leave. She has to heal from her wounds and everything. Years, fast forward years later, all these cheerleaders from high school are now into the local state college and they're still cheerleading in college. And they stayed friends, like a large group of them. Right. One of them feels bad about the situation, maybe, that they uh, fucked up this girl with this chemical solution that they locked her in the closet and, it, and like burned her skin and disfigured her and shit. She's got like melty skin or something. Melty. <laughs> so mm. anyway, like one of them is like now not a cheerleader and they're kind of like kind of like emo gothy or something. I don't know. Like you know, like they're just not a cheerleader anymore. So they and and they're the ones that actually appreciated her and felt bad about the situation, where everybody else just didn't even care and forgot about her. Right. What do you think? No, I like that. It's definitely it's definitely a trope that I've seen before. Right. But it, it works, and I like it. Okay. So how does she get the mascot? So like, let's like, just say, oh, this it has to be good though. Right. So, well, so maybe maybe in college, like being a mascot's not as bad as like in high school, right? Where you're like more praised, right? Right. Like you're more a part of the team than you are. On, it's not like one of those sympathy things, right? You know what I mean? Like they work out with the cheerleaders and stuff. And there's this guy, what? Jack, Billy, Trayvon, Jack, Jack Billy. <laughs> I don't know. Trayvon, Billy, Billy Bob. <laughs> no. Uh, Let's go with like something really douchey, like Travis or something. No, it's got to be dorky, because like being a—I mean, ultimately being a mascot is kind of dorky, right? Oh, we could like go... doesn't mean you're a dork. It just means like you're just like. What about Melvin? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. How about Cletus? Cletus. Yeah. What are we? Where are they at? Well, I knew. <laughs> I knew a deep south. Yeah. <laughs> Cletus. Well, maybe. Maybe he's got an accent. He's like really cocky or something. You know what I mean? Like he's just like, hey, how y'all doing, ladies? You ready to work out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Well, who gives a fuck what his name is? We'll call him Cletus, Jack, Brandon, whatever. <laughs> Brad. Yeah. Brad. Okay. There he is. His name is Brad. So Brad's a cocky ass prick. Who thinks he's hot shit because he's fucking always hanging around all the cheerleaders. He's the fucking mascot. We don't need to figure out what kind of mascot it is because that's going to play like crazy on our story. We're right. going to get too caught up in the details because we always do. Um, so, okay. So Brad's a, a kind of a prick because he thinks he's hot shit. Maybe she starts stalking him and she figures out what school they're going to. 
and maybe watches the game from afar. You mean the cheerleaders and everything? The, no, this is the girl. I think. Well, well that's the, what I'm saying. The disfigured girl. What are we going to call her? We'll call her Jenny because that's basic white. Okay, cool. So Jenny is looking from afar at the game, trying to spot her victims. And game's over, you know. The mascot's going to his car and sees her. And she's, you know, mascot's probably like, what are you doing over there? Why are you being such a creep? And then she turns around and sees how disfigured she is, and he starts making fun of her. (laughs) Like bumps into her and, like, pushes uh, her out of the way kind of thing. Right. Maybe something like that. Maybe she's got, like, a crush on him or something. It could be. Maybe Maybe not. All small details we can work out later. Okay. But, um... He's such a, a dick to her, and then maybe he gets a little taunty and starts doing those little mascot dances or whatever in front of her and saying that she's an ugly bitch. And then she just loses it and fucking takes his head, and as he was going to put his costume back away in his trunk, his trunk's open at, at this point, by the way, that he just takes his head and slams in the back of the trunk and just fucking keeps repeatedly slamming the do- fucking trunk <laughs> door like closed until it chops his head off. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Daddy likey. Likey. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Uh, pretty cool. I mean, I, I want to see some uh, different kill scenes. I figure, yeah. But, I mean, it's good to figure out this first kill oh, scene. Oh, for sure. Okay, I'm cool with that. So, so, however she gets this acid or whatever in her skin, that we got her chasing into college student now. Like, this is fast forward years later. Her life's been shit or whatever it is. She's been dealing with this. She's never forgiven these girls, these bitches. Um, you know, for what they did. She follows the mascot. He's kind of like a dick to her and pushes her or something. Goes back to his car and he's like, he puts on the mascot and he sees her staring at him, maybe. Yeah. Like she's staring at him and he's like taunting her and he's like, Oh, you want some of this? You want Mr. Woodchuck up oh, inside? Yeah. Or- <laughs> I want some of that. Some yeah. real misogynistic thing. Well, you now know? I'm automatically thinking the mascot's some kind of squirrel. I'm automatically getting a boner. Yeah, he's like, oh, you want me? You want Mr. Woodchuck to squirt on your stomach? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to store my nuts for the winter? You got a keep hole that, where I can that, store that, my nuts that. for the winter? So no, but so he's going back to the car and she's like staring at him. She's like just looking at him, and he's like, "Ooh, you want some, huh, melty face?" You know, like, oh, le- maybe she calls <laughs> her like Velveeta or something like that. <laughs> you know what Velveeta. I mean? Yeah, what a Velveeta! Like, oh, I wish I brought my nacho <laughs> chips for your face. <laughs> She just stares at him, and then he gets cocky and is, like, reaching in, grabbing a beer, takes his hat off, and then, like, his his top part on. He's got the suspenders on that are holding up the furry legs, you know, and he's drinking a beer, and she just pushes him into the trunk, and then he gets up. He's like, what the fuck? And she smacks him on the back of the head, and he's kind of dizzy, and she starts slamming that trunk door on his right. neck yeah. until it fucking snaps, and it's like, I would like to see... Like the fucking head just snap, like the neck snap, but it's not fully off. So she just keeps slamming it, and then like the the trunk closes and she pulls his body with his neck sort of still hung to the fucking back, hung. and it snap like he like you see the skin stretch a little bit. It Ooh, snaps. I like it. <laughs> and then Randy Macho Man Savage comes out and says, "Oh yeah." <laughs> 
Terrible joke. Terrible joke. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm bad. Snap it to a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'm going to make the worst jokes ever. Oh, dude. my God. <laughs> but what, okay, so so there's this head. Like, what if... I don't know. Like, what if... Oh! What if she fucking takes the head? She gets the keys, whatever. She finds the keys. Like she, a little memento. Yeah, she keeps the head, right? You know, he's got a little bit of blood on her, on his suit a little bit, but she she grabs the mascot suit because she figures this is maybe a way into the college to, like, stalk these girls. She grabs the mascot and the head and takes the head home to her parents' house, and she, like, keeps the head there on display, and it, like, talks to her. Like, I want to say, like, her parents disown her. I, like, I just see her being Why alone. would they disown her, though? Because they're fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, well, that's... Eh, Maybe they're, know. like, the fucked up yuppie family that everything has to be perfect, and if it's not perfect, oh, it's not a part yeah, of my life. Oh, yeah, because she was the cheerleader. Right. Okay, so maybe she killed them off somehow. Yeah, because they, maybe they were more distant to her. But what if, like, check this out. So, like, she takes the head back, and she's, like, having conversations with it, and it's, like, really sarcastic with her. Maybe she did the same thing to her parents as well, and she just has a, like a bunch of heads, like maybe on a mantle above the fireplace or something. Ah, uh, that may be too much. It might be too much. I like the fact that this guy's just sarcastic and kind of like his self talking to her about. It's like almost like it's a, her subconscious that's like talking to herself, right? And it's meanwhile, it's just a rotting maggoty head. Mm. <laughs> sitting on the fucking shelf or whatever, and she kind of like the loved ones almost. Right. Like she's like that crazy. Am I not pretty, pretty enough? enough. <laughs> so, so like the head's like, oh, oh, so are you going to go kill fucking April now? Oh, no. that's a good idea. What are you fucking stupid, cheese face? <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I mean? Like just stupid. You just sip it down there, Velveeta. I think, yeah, I think it would be funny if like it's always constantly talking to her and in some way she's like, Trying to argue and debate with the head, like what do you think? I like that. It's yeah, definitely it's pretty good... funny, dude. <laughs> I think it's. I think it could be funny. Uh, okay, so so what? Okay, so what? So now we obviously need to get into the part where she's like tackling all the fucking cheerleaders one by one, picking them off. Well, maybe one of the victims should be her ex boyfriend, who was maybe like the quarterback or you know, football star. That's complicated. It is, but it is one of those. Why would a quarterback be at the same school? Like, you know, it's already kind of hard to believe that every single cheerleader is going to go to the same state college. Well, maybe only one of them is an actual cheerleader. The girl that was the one out to get her. She still stayed with the whole cheerleadering thing. She and her. Who's she and her? You didn't explain that well. I'm sorry. Sorry. All right. So, I'm not talking about Jenny. Who's this other bitch that was the main antagonist? I don't know. <laughs> Let's call her Stacy. Sure. Stacy. So maybe Stacy is still a cheerleader. And then we have the emo goth girl that kind of felt bad for her. Well, yeah, that, that quit cheerleading so that she right. could just... Because she felt bad about the whole thing. Right. These girls haven't even seen her or whatever. But I don't think she should go for the main kill, right? She should just kill off all of the underlings. For sure. Until the big fight with the the one that tried to steal her glory. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, no, if see. you kill the main one off, like the main villain to her, it, it just it loses its luster, yeah. right? What do you think, Mike? Ah, uh, no, it's it's a cool movie. It's it's like I said, very nineties. Uh, I just don't really have much input at this point. Um, I just see the chick taking on the persona uh, of the uh, mascot, almost like a neo kind of Jason Voorhees. 
Right. And getting a revenge on those who wronged her. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. But what other kills should we add to it? How does she go about? Like, what's her next kill? I want to see her, like, in no specific order. I want to see her maybe um, uh, kill someone and stuff them in a locker. Right. You know, like a corpse rotting in a locker and they they smell the rotting corpse. Well, at this point, they think, what's the guy's, the mascot's name? What do we call him? Brad. 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 So Brad is um, dead, but she's taken over the persona. Maybe she, like, tucked his body away and drove his car off a cliff or whatever the fuck. Just so nobody knows where the fuck Brad is. Yeah. But they don't really question anymore because now Jenny's in the costume in her buttery face. Or, <laughs> sorry, her Velveeta face. Sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. <laughs> but, well, that's what he calls her anyway. He calls her Velveeta face or some shit. She Melty cheese face or some whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so she's at the school now. She's at college when they're practicing and stuff. And she can start picking them off. And like maybe one of the cheerleaders was like kind of toying with him or something. Brad, the guy, Brad. Right. You know what I mean? And like maybe it was like a side piece kind of thing. Like she was like, all right, you know what, Brad, why don't we just fucking do this? Right. Maybe that's why he thought he was hot shit or something, you know? Right. Like why he was being such a cock. I don't know. I mean, like, so so one of the girls is like trying to flirt with the mascot thinking it's Brad. Uh-huh. Right, but it's not Brad; it's Jenny. So what I'm thinking is, you know, Brad had been constantly after Stacy, right? And Stacy was having no part of it. Wait, which one's Stacy? Stacy's the the snake bitch that caused this whole debacle. <laughs> okay, snake bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so aren't they maybe, all? Maybe <laughs> maybe she finally gets dubbed by the head quarterback, whoever the boy dream was that she had, and she's like, all right, you know what, I'm gonna. She's drunk. She wants to go do some stuff with Brad because she's. It was after. So game. we're gonna kill off the main villain to her right off the bat. So maybe one of the girls on, on the squad, that Brad was interested in. Okay. You know, maybe it's finally come to a place in her life where her boyfriend fucked her over or whatever, and she's like, "Fuck it, I'm drunk. I'm gonna go sleep with Brad." Right. So. So that there's like sort of like an after party sort of thing or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and she's still dressed up as the mascot. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, totally. Woodchuck McGuck to or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woodchuck McGuck or whatever the fuck. Anyway, now. So the chick starts hitting on him and like touching his chest, like, like hey, his little Brad. His, yeah, right. I bet she'd eat really good, like like drunk. Just they go off. I do like that part, but like what right, are, maybe right. there's like a scene where they go out and then they start. She lays her down, and then they like is about to do some fellatio, but she takes her head off, and then she reveals who she really is. Yeah, and then something fucked up from there ensues. But I don't know. And it's how Jenny she... Velveeta. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're being totally insensitive. <laughs> Takes your head off all those shells and well, cheese. Well, Brad calls her Jenny Velveeta. You know, like, I'm not saying that she's a Velveeta. Right. But she's, <laughs> Brad's a dick. So, how, how does the, what do you, how do you think she kills? Okay, so she gets her into a, a position, like, maybe she's, like, s- straddling Brad, but it's really Jenny or something like that. And then she's, like, trying to take off his suit, and she, Jenny's, like, no, you know, trying to fight it off or whatever. And um, 
And then she pulls that face or the helmet off <laughs> or whatever the fucking off. the mascot head and pulls it off. And then uh, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I can't think of anything. How does she kill her? She's so just this other girl, this random girl. We'll call her April. Fuck it. So how does she kill April? Yeah. Like, so April's like straddling supposedly Bradley, but it's Jenny, Jenny. under the suit. And where's this taking place? On a, I don't know. It's like an Maybe after Maybe in the party. back of Brad's car. Like a, a van or some shit. Right. I don't know. Uh, it'd be funny if, if, if she could literally stick her head in like a, a melting pot of Alita. <laughs> in the van? Yeah, they, where, is this where is she, available? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's a cook. Maybe it's a... <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I thought, well, was she in a van? Like, I thought she was at an after party or something. Where are they going to find, like, a vat of Velgita? I, I don't know. So maybe, okay, so maybe, she, like I said, she's really hot and bothered and really getting to it. and oh. Takes the head off, you know what I mean? And she's like, oh, my God, what the fuck, you know? I was thinking, like, she would, she's so drunk, and maybe that does happen. She finds out she doesn't have a dick. He takes off the helmet, and she passes out. And then wakes up, and she's, like, in the split position. But tied to a tree in the back of the fucking. Van. What if it wasn't a tree? Maybe it's like, like a goalpost or something. Yeah, at the high school. Right. Like she drew her. She drove her back to the high school. Yeah. They're, where, yeah. Yeah. Because they're in college now. But she right. took the trip. They, she back. strings her up, and then she's just revving the car, like the van, Brad's van or whatever. Right. And she's revving the van. Uh, she's tied to the post, and she wakes up all drunk, kind of. And then she just slams the van into the fucking post, into her or something like that. See, I like the splits thing better. What splits thing? Like, she wakes up and she's in, like, split position, but, like, one leg tied to the goalpost and the other leg tied to the back of the van. Because hmm. cheerleaders do that a lot. They like to do the splits. <laughs> All right, sure. Whatever. So she kills her. So we got two deaths. Bradley and... Stacy. No. Stacy is the main girl. Oh, Stacy's the main snake. main villainous girl to Jenny. April, I think we said April. April. So it's Brad, April. Okay, so now she's got two, but she's still concealing the fact that she's this mascot. You know what I mean? Maybe she doesn't reveal herself a hundred percent. I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Until if she gets revealed, then she has to kill him. You right. know what I mean? She goes after another one of the girls. What happens this time? Like I think it should be related to like. You know, football, you know, cheerleading, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. That's what I was kind of thinking. Maybe it would be great if one of them was like, but it might be too grandiose. I was going to say, like, somehow sabotages a football, so when the guy catches it, it explodes. You do something like maybe the mascot is supposed to be one of the people that helps her do, like, this trick that they're supposed to do on the field. Okay. And then maybe she walks out of the way instead of catching her. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Or her leg breaks or something like that. Yeah. I like Do you know that. what I mean? And then, like, she goes to the hospital. That's one down, but. She goes back to the she hospital. She goes back to the show. hospital or something like that. You know what I mean? And then you got the goth, like, outcast that said, F bitches, you know, like, fuck you guys. You were, like, crazy. You fucking ruined Jenny's life. Okay, so how does she kill this girl in the hospital? I don't know. Maybe does she go to the hospital? Maybe. Hmm. Oh, maybe they take her in the into the into the ambulance because okay. she broke her leg, right? Then the mascot is like, 
does the like oh no face you know like but doesn't say anything <laughs> right you know what i mean like silly shit like that and then like sh- you see the mascot disappears jenny or the um april is it april 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 gets taken off no april died already oh that's right so this is veronica whatever the fuck we're just making names up here folks so veronica gets taken off to um into the ambulance and then the mascot gets in the van again and starts just like sees the ambulance going down the road, but like takes a shortcut and slams into the ambulance or something like that. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Or something. Okay. So she breaks her leg. They try to take her off or something like that or take her into like the locker rooms or something. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe there's a medic in the locker rooms. Okay. And so they're, like, trying to fix her leg up or something like that. And uh, they go to get, step away for a second or something like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mike, what, what do you think? And, I mean, you could get really stupid, like, um, if she's getting taken away in an ambulance because she would be taken away in an ambulance, most likely. Right, know, I was and, thinking that. And she would be in the ambulance, the, the chick. Um, but that's really generic and it's been done before. Right. Um, but she get well. What if she gets taken in the ambulance and then uh, they like the mascot Jenny girl somehow is like in the van or in the ambulance or well, that's what I figured she'd be part of the like she would be in in costume or something. Well, well, you want to have all the kills with the mascot, right? So as much as you possibly can. Mike, you said something before about stuffing him into a locker, and that would be the perfect time to do it. They bring her in a locker room. You know, they're, they're, they're freaking out. They're trying to place her leg and set it or whatever you want to call it. And they forgot, the guy forgot something in the ambulance. So he goes out to the ambulance. She sneaks in. I don't know how she kills her, but then discards her body into it like a Maybe they get her laying down on like the bench in front of the lockers. Right. And then like she just snaps, twists her neck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the mascot goes up to her and is, like, petting her head. And she's like, oh, my God. And then she just snaps her head and keeps twisting it until Until she she pulls her head off off. again. So it's, like, her thing. She, like, takes the heads. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, it is. She takes everybody's victim. Every every victim of her, she takes the head. And she's, like, got a collection in her room. Right. Okay. So now we're down to So then what is she... Well, Mike said stuff... Stuff a body in the locker or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a body being stuffed in a locker. So maybe maybe Veronica is the one. She's laying on the bench. The, the medic guy goes out. She snaps her head off, takes it, and then pushes her in a locker to hide her body or something like that? I, I don't know. I just, I just saw, like, a body being discovered in a locker. Okay. I mean, it, you know, to, I don't know to what degree or however so, but that's just kind of what I saw. Like, them finding a weird stench in the, you know hallways and not know where the stench is coming from and they do a locker check like what they do for drugs and they open up all the lockers and they find a body that falls out maybe they don't do that until the very end could be and then ooh, what if she's collected all the heads of these people and then she puts the heads in the locker like they start finding all the bodies yeah do you know what i mean like at the very end and as they're unveiling all these bodies that they're finding and it's this like horrific scene She's like at home after she's killed all these people with all her heads doing like cheerleader routines in front of the heads. And they're like, yeah, Jenny, you're doing a good job. (laughs) 
Like, do you think it's okay if I, could you give me a drink or something, you know, something silly, you know, like they're all talking to her and she's like doing these routines in front of her head at the very end of the movie. But we got two girls to kill. We got the main villain girl to the Jenny girl. And the emo girl. And then the emo girl, yeah. So how do we how do we figure that those like where well, is the, the next obvious kill is definitely the emo girl since the bitch is the crown jewel of the the murder spree. What if like the emo girl or goth girl or whatever you want to call it the the the, the outcast from the cheerleaders decides to go over to the house where she lived to like find her or maybe there's and like apologize to her or something or well like yeah right remember what I said before like maybe her house is all condemned and. No one goes there anymore. It's right. just like a shitty house. Maybe there's a like one of those things called where they honor the dead or they put candles and um, vigils um, or vigil. And maybe she goes there to pay respects, and she noticed there's like a light on in the house, and she goes in. Right. And she's like having arguments with these heads. Yeah. And so then the girl tries to get out. Like she sees it and is like freaked out. Or maybe she actually walks in the room because she doesn't see the heads yet. She's like Jenny. Right. And she's, like, all happy and shit, and then, like, costumes on the bed or something like that, you know what I mean? And she's, like, kind of dancing around doing her routines. Mm. And then, uh, so then she sees the heads, and she's, like, freaking out. And, like, I think it'd be funny if, like, the heads were like, oh, wow, look who just walked in. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Jenny, you done fucked this up. Now somebody else knows that we're a lot, we're dead. <laughs> and she's, like, telling him to shut up, you know what I mean? Like... Shut up. Like, fucking God, you're making it worse. And she's like, who are you talking to, Jenny? And she looks around the corner and sees the heads, you know, on her fucking dresser and on her fucking TV or whatever the fuck. You know right. what I mean? So she escapes, maybe. Maybe runs out to the woods. She she's takes... got her parents' heads there, too. Yeah, for sure. Because she killed them for not caring. For not loving her. Or enough. like, yeah, whatever. Like they did. When right. She was perfect. So, so the goth girl, does she get away for a little bit? Yeah, I would want to say she gets away. Maybe escapes out to the woods somewhere and she's chasing her. Is she right. going to be the, the hero? Kind of. No, she's definitely going to get it. There's... Well, I mean, if she's like, if the end of the movie is her doing her routines in front of the heads and they're all arguing with her or cheering her on or whatever, I think that'd be, it'd be kind of better if like Jenny doesn't die. Like in my mind. Okay. Like she's. Somehow, like, like she will be maybe die or get arrested or something but like not that. Not in this movie, but not you don't see it. Like it's just her and her imaginary world. Right. I like it. No, I, I definitely like that. So we still have the so the goth girl gets away or the outcast girl. Where does she run? Does she run to Stacy? No, the, she no. Maybe she's just some stupid like normal normal girls doing horror movies. She runs out to the woods. Oh, you know what? It'd be funny. What if she gets away and then. Jenny puts on the mascot outfit to go chase after her, right? Right. And she tries to go tell on, you know, Jenny about the situation. And somehow the mascot keeps following her. And wherever she goes, the mascot starts killing people because she's got to cover her tracks. So it's like all these, like, she goes to a party and everybody's like, hey. And Jenny's got, like, a fucking shotgun and starts blasting people as the mascot. And everybody's like, oh, hey, look. Oh, you got a shotgun. Everybody's drunk. And then, like, they blast the dude with the ping pong, you know, <laughs> table or something like that. Something like stupid. Playing, it's like playing beer pong or yeah, something. Yeah, like, like it's like not a big party, but it's like a small party, a get-together or whatever. Right. And uh, the goth girl or outcast girl, whatever. What's her name? Are we going to come up with a name? Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> so Rachel's, like, going into this party. Um, 
Jenny in the mascot outfit is like hunting her down. They go, it's like like five people in the party or something like that. But Jenny's got like a pump shotgun. She's like picking people off and everybody's screaming and shit. Like one dude's like tries to stop her and she blows his brains out like, you know, with the shotgun. Or maybe maybe she has it concealed still. Maybe just still chasing her. Well, I think it kind of it should be unleashed at this point. You think? Yeah. And then like the the game's still going on at this point. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So this is like So like the goth girl is like goes to her house, finds the heads, and then you know what I mean? Like she's already gone home, but like the game's still going on. They don't think anything of it. And that's where Stacy is, and that's where maybe she does so like a kill. Like kills Stacy in some fucking glorious way in front of everybody. And everybody just starts cheering, and then she's in her room with the heads. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like something like that. Well, do we? So the emo chick is gonna survive. She's gonna run away, and she's gonna hunt her down. Okay. But stay or the Rachel chick goes to the game again, and that's where Stacy is. And Stacy's about to do her like grand finale move, and uh, maybe she gets flipped up in the air and fucking. Jenny Skeet shoots her out of the air or something in front of everybody. I don't know. Like as she's like flipping in the air. Yeah. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) And she's like having her moment. Like I feel like it'd be cool if like like it was her finally her time to be on top of the pyramid. Yeah. Like she's made it. You know what I mean? Like now she's in college and she's in front of in the stadium and everything. State. Whatever, I don't know how. Right, to, right. and the mascot comes in. Or you don't even know that the mascot's there yet. You just know that, that Rachel and the mascot is... The mascot's chasing her from the party to the stadium. And Rachel runs out into the field, and as this girl's, like, having her moment, it's like this beautiful music or something. And then she does the this flip, and then you don't even know that the mascot's there yet, you know what I mean? And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> and she just like flips onto the field. Right. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's kind of funny, right? Like that's her shining moment. And what does uh Rachel do after that? So maybe the mascot runs away and Rachel's there. And she walks in on her again or something. I don't know. Maybe all the police show up this time. So Rachel lives. She doesn't die. Rachel lives. And Brent calls the police. They all go to her house, but she's in this delusional world where she's got all these heads. She, like, somehow ripped the head off of fucking Stacy this time. And now they're all having conversations in this room. And then you start to see the police lights and everything like that. And it's like a slow motion, like, scene where they break in. Do you right. know what I mean? Like... And it's just her smiling and doing her moves and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's good. No, I like it. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. Do you have any ideas, Mike? Or um, I've had ideas for next time's great plots. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we're pretty much at the end of the movie, though. Yeah, we pretty much just have it all done. I mean, it's, I right. think we came up with something pretty decent, you know? For now, what we had in the time frame we had. Do you want to leave it a little bit cryptic and maybe just see the lights outside the windows and not have That's what I, well, in? yeah, maybe. And right. it's just like that nice moment. And then like the girls crying, Rachel's crying outside. Where it's not so much in your face, but right. it, the tell is there. You just, you guys got to pay attention. And the muse, some song would be airing or playing or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the fact, so it would end where she's just kind of doing her routine in front of the heads, yeah. In front of the heads, and yeah. Then as and she's, like, really happy. Right. 
Do you know it, what I mean? Like she's back to normal. And as it's like kind of fading away and coming to a close, you kind of see the little blue and red lights flashing in the windows. But okay, so what would be, what would be the tagline? What would be the tagline? Something about like mascots, maybe. Right. She's going to kill them with kindness, or like. She's waiting to put on her best performance, or... Something like Spirit, like Team Spirit. Yeah, Team Spirit has never been so gory, or so bloody. Or Team Spirit takes on a whole new meaning, or... Right. This mascot has all the Team Spirit. Or something <laughs> stupid, you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Or maybe, she's collecting the heads of all her Team Spirit, or something stupid, I don't know. Right. Um... This mascot is collecting team spirit one head at a time. There you go. That's a good one. You think? Yeah, yeah th- I like that one. All right. All right. Well, that's it for great plots, guys. If you have any ideas or if you want to, you know, maybe come up with like a name, we're still going to do a contest. We do have the subscription, the email subscription that you can sign up on our Facebook and it'll be in the information below. You can find it on our Twitter information page. And uh, you can sign up there. We're going to try to do a contest. So if you have one and you want to suggest us to one, post it on our social media, Horror Amino, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. And then eventually we'll give you a Blu-ray or an Amazon gift card. But yeah, that's it for Grave Plots. And now what we're going to do is step into the main segment called Wicked Women for the month of February for the Women in Horror Month. And this is our Flesh and Potatoes. Okay, so now we're back, and we're going to be talking about our flesh and potato segment today of Wicked Women. So to honor to honor our Women in Horror Month, the last week at least, and one of the first movies that we were going to talk about is Sick Girl. Oh, dude, this movie. <laughs> this movie <laughs> this is pretty movie, fucked up. Dude. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of fucking crazy shit in this movie, Sick Girl. Um... Hold on, I gotta pull it up. And if you're expecting top-notch acting, look elsewhere. Right. This movie came out in 2007, and it was directed by Eben McGar. It starred Leslie Andrews, who plays the sick girl. And the story, essentially, is a seriously messed up young gal, Izzy, isn't having an easy time of it. Both of her parents are dead, her older brother Rusty is fighting overseas in Iraq, and she has to raise her younger brother Kevin by herself. Moreover, Izzy lets off steam by not only killing people, but also by torturing several folks she has tied up in the barn right next to her house. After catching a trio of bullies, picking on Kevin in the school, Izzy blows a gasket and embarks on a vicious rampage. Which is pretty much the entire story right, right. there. She starts off on a rampage. It doesn't even like lead into that. No, dude, it, this movie, she is really, it's like, like you said, the acting is not good. No. It's not good at all. The, it's it's a very um, independent, independent, independent film. Yeah. But they did a decent job of adding interesting parts in it, even if it's schlocky and silly at times, well, and the microphones didn't even sound right, like right. The, the audio was all off, but 
it has some merit to it, I'd say. It does. And, you know, I, I don't want to say the acting was completely terrible. It did seem like the girl who played Izzy did get a little bit more into the role towards the end, it seemed. Yeah. But at the beginning, it's just completely just bad. Yeah, it's... it's. I mean, she plays a pretty fucking crazy person, dude. Oh, dude. Like, she is wicked. Well, it, like it, like I said, it sets the tone from the very beginning. Yeah, they, uh, there is a lot of... It, this movie goes places that other movies dare not go. Right. And and I think part of that is because it's an independent film. Yeah. It would you would never see this as a mainstream movie or anything. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Even if it had the budget. You Although know what I mean? it would be nice to see movies like this come oh, out. There are. I mean, you know, there's some big budget like we always talk about a Serbian film. That's a very big budget. Right. Like well shot, well everything is really good. Still haven't watched it. Yeah, we'll have to sit down and watch it here sometime soon. No, I won't watch it because of that one scene. <laughs> and by the way, guys, just to mention, um, Mike had to leave, unfortunately, so we're just finishing up the podcast with us, so unfortunately we have to kind of just go with it, so... show must go on. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the most fucked up scenes. I wouldn't say favorite scenes, yeah, but just fucked up scenes, because I feel bad... I don't want to give everything away, though. No, I don't either. But I just we gotta we gotta like traipse through how demented this film is. Well, do you want to tell them the opening? Well, you know who who was in this movie first of all that I I think some people may recognize. It's Stephen Jeffries, really, who was in Fright Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so cool, Brewster. (laughs) The one that Mike always talked about that was like fucking into porn and stuff like that. Right. He plays the teacher that has this pet mouse, like this rat, this white rat. Some one of the kids, like one of the bullies at school of Ke- or the Izzy's brother Kevin, gets picked on by these bullies, and they apparently stole the rat from the teacher and never returned it. And they're just like starving it to see how long it takes before it dies. And it's like eleven days later they find, like the kid finds the rat. Right. And then Izzy finds her brother outside getting picked on by these bullies again. And she scares the shit out of him. You know what I mean? And then she, instead of turning the rat in, what you think she's going to do. No, no. She takes the rat and pretend, and then talks to the teacher as if she never found it. And I was like, dude, what the fuck is she doing? And then, because those kids were picking on her little brother, she fucking goes... And kidnaps these kids in a way, forces one of them to kill the other kids some particular way, I won't say how, then drags him back, the the, the one bully kid. Who killed his other friend. Who killed his other friends for her, and then tortures him with the rat somehow. Yeah. I don't want to say, there was a part where she sticks a bag over his head, and she hits him in the head with a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) so good dude i hate i i feel like everybody thinks that we just hate children or something but it's just so fucked up it's not real you know what i mean right. you know it's not real it's if it not. was real i wouldn't be laughing she hits him in the head and he goes ah! <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me fucking laugh dude but it's so demented how she makes that kid kill her friends they're his friends and then like yeah it's Essentially, what happened is is that her family died, like we had said, and she fell in love with her brother because she felt like her little brother, who she called Boots, a.k.a. Kevin, um, they were like her his parents. 
So she becomes infatuated with her older brother, who's a mi- in the, going to the military, and she tries to like kiss him and have sex with him or something like that. And he's like, "What the fuck? No!" Well, remember they were training, and he kept on. She kept on like backing up into him, like she was a cat in heat or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, and the other thing that's weird to me is I don't. Was she even eighteen when he decided to leave? No. And like, why would you just go? Like, obviously, yeah, you're supposed to go to fight in Iraq or whatever. But, like, shit comes up. You're just going to leave your two little siblings by right. themselves? Well, maybe that was his escape, that he kind of knew that she was fucked up. and Yeah, so just leave my little brother with him. Right. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, he goes off to war. You find out some other shit about him later on. I won't, ex- I won't spoil that for you. She just, like, how crazy she is throughout this movie. It's really graphic, really fucking demented shit. Like, she kidnaps all these different people. Oh, yeah. That had made fun of her, picked on her or her family or anything like that. One point, she's like one of her um, father's friends, who's like a biker. She tries to come on to him or something like that, doesn't she? She does, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I just, and like... she looks like she's 14 years old. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, she yeah. doesn't look old at all. Mm-mm. So it's like really kind of, I don't know, makes me feel, it made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Should we do favorite scenes for this one? Because I mean, you really can't go too far into it. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this, guys. Like, this isn't a good movie, it, but it is. It does excel in certain fucked up, demented things that you would never normally see in an a movie. So, for some reason, it's. I think it's worth seeing just to see it. It's like, but it's not something you're gonna pull out every year, every two years. It's just something you gotta watch. I right. guess. I would say it's like, what, Falling Down meets American Psycho? Uh, that's probably giving it way more credit than it deserves. <laughs> well, not in the quality, just in like the storyline. It right. kind of felt like that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just fucked up. Oh, yeah. Dude. Like, the barn scene that they oh. mention is just, there's a lot of like sexual rape and mutilation, and it's all sexual, though. Yeah. Which is like, <clears throat> it's extreme. And you don't really see all that much, but just the just the intention will make you feel like taking a nice hot shower and scrubbing yourself down like Silkwood. Maybe crying a little bit. <laughs> right? But yeah, so that one came out in 2007. If you guys want to check it out, I'm not really entirely sure where you're going to find it. Um, I had to find it some way, but you know, I'm sure it's out there. I'm just sure it's not like in mass sales i saw it when i first saw it by the way i saw it at a um uh sci-fi horror convention right here in arizona and it's not like one of the biggest conventions or anything like that but they showed that one at the festival and that was one of the ones that i remembered thinking like okay well this wasn't so bad because there was a lot of really mm, films in there i mean who was the girl that brought it back up to us yeah it was samantha decker thank you samantha yeah Thank you, Samantha. Yeah, thanks, Samantha. Appreciate the uh, disgusting reminder. Yeah, the fucking it's, fucked up nightmares that it, I've been having. <laughs> it's welcomed. But we did watch another movie that Mike picked out. It was called The Guardian. It was a 1990 film. Felt very much like an 80s film, but it's oh, kind yeah. of on the cusp anyway. So right. it essentially is an 80s film in the 90s. It, so. it probably was made in the 80s, late 80s. <clears throat> When it finally came out, it was 1990. Yeah, this uh, this movie was directed by William Friedkin. Frickin'. Friedkin. Friedkin. 
Friedkin. But he is one of the people, he's the guy that worked on The Exorcist. He's the director. Yeah. He did The French Connection. Uh, he did, like, a bunch of other pretty high-profile movies. So it's pretty interesting to see. Uh, has a lot of stars that were kind of big in the 90s. Um, one in particular is Dwyer Brown, who maybe the name doesn't ring a bell, but he has done quite of other films. Like, he was in Field of Dreams, Red Dragging, The Cutting Edge, that skate, skating... Uh, ice skating movie where the, oh, okay. do you remember that movie <laughs> yeah. where it was like the hockey player yeah and he was trying to become like a was it a figure skater a, olympian a, olympic figure skater yeah that's actually one of my wife's favorite movies is it really yes <laughs> uh but he's in that movie too um but it's interesting i don't think he plays like the big parts in there but if you saw his face you would be like oh yeah i vaguely remember that guy but um to give you guys an idea what the story is Essentially, Phil and Kate have a baby boy named Jake. They hire a babysitter, Camilla, to look after Jake, and she becomes part of the family. The Sterling's friends and neighbor, Ned, takes a liking to Camilla and asks her out. She refuses, but Ned follows her and discovers she's not quite human. Camilla discovers that she has been followed and Ned is pursued. He leaves a desperate message for Phil and Kate, which reveals that Camilla has special plans for baby Jake. <laughs> this movie's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, there is one scene in the movie that I will say, I fucking cheered. We both oh, were yeah. watching it, and we just were like, ecstatic about it. Like, I don't if we just... were sports fans, it'd be like the touchdown. Yeah, I was like, yes! <laughs> yes! Like, I was so excited. I was like, oh my god! Um, we'll, we'll get into what that is about, but just the overall feel, what did you think? I mean, you know, overall feel, it wasn't completely terrible. It was watchable. Right. It was, it was like a little bit of a fairy tale. And you don't really see that anymore. Like movies like The Labyrinth and sure. it deals with fantasy. But it was nice to see that. But so it, it was like the witch of the wood. Right. It just, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't go the, the way I wanted it to. Yeah. But she was definitely wicked. Like, oh yeah. It was kind of like she was nice, but, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like, she was nice towards the baby mm -hmm. and the family in times, but I don't know. The movie is kind of disjointed a little bit. It does feel like it has a story. It's like the hand that rocks the cradle. Right. And then it's like some crazy witch thing. And Which is funny, though, because the director, the original director of this wanted to do a film like The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Really? And they, they turned him down. And then later, I think it was two years later, Hand of the Rocks the Cradle came out, and it was like blowing up in the box office wow that's so, crazy and he's like told you <laughs> well and and one of the people that was originally going to be picked for this movie to direct was none other than the man himself go ahead sam raimi yep i don't know if this movie was written because of sam raimi and his work with evil dead or I don't know, but there is a tree scene in this in this Guardian movie that from 1990. Dude, all the tree scenes. I, I feel like the whole reason that they wanted Sam Raimi to direct this was specifically because of Sam Raimi. And it's so weird because throughout the whole movie, there is a lot of shit that happens that makes you think of Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. Like, like chainsaw, guy in a blue shirt, cutting through trees that bleed. 
And he was just doused in blood. Yeah, like, it was almost like someone had the biggest boner for Sam Raimi and wrote this story. And they're like, please, you should, you should star in, you should direct this movie, you know? Um, so he was going to direct it, but he left to do Darkman. Right, that's right. So, which is probably a better move on his part, because even though there's parts of this movie that I enjoyed overall, I think the story is kind of... Meh. And this was also Freakin's first horror movie since 1973. Right. So he, he was a little rusty, and you can tell. Oh, in the delivery scene, here's another one. It actually used real footage of a birth. Really? Yeah, I thought so too, because I looked at it. It did like, look wow, kind of funky, yeah. huh? It looked real, yeah, for sure, because it was, obviously. Because <laughs> it had all that schmegma and stuff on it. <laughs> and I was like, it oh, looks pretty real. Yeah, baby grease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost threw up just thinking about it. Oh, man. I'm not joking. (laughs) I almost made myself puke right there. There you go. Take take a shot. That would have been... That would have been... I've been a long time coming, I think. Give me a head off that, too. Little Jack Daniels never hurt nobody. So let's talk about... Let's talk about the um, tree scene. The first tree scene. And it doesn't take very long for this movie to kind of kick off into this thing. And I, I feel like if that movie would have kept that pace, oh yeah, or maybe they would have saved that for a little bit later or something, mm. because they had this big epic scene where Camilla, who's the the nanny, is carrying the baby through the woods or something. She's uh, like laying in a blanket in the middle of a field, and all of a sudden it's like what it's was like it? five guys, four or five guys, yeah, four yeah. or five guys come walking up. They're a bunch of like they look like the. The scariest, weirdest looking... They look like they just walked off the trauma set from some stupid Right, movie. like nobody <laughs> nobody you have ever seen before. They just look shady as fuck. Like really creepy, not very photogenic kind of guys. Right. Walk up and they're like, hey, what are you doing? Like, first of all, like you gotta be pretty fucked up if a lady's holding a baby to want to go any further than what they did. Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I understand that there's fucked up people out there, but, like, a group of four people, all of them are okay with attacking a woman that has a baby. Right. (laughs) It's, like, kind of weird a little bit, you know? Like, I know that, you know, obviously if you do something like that, you're not a well-adjusted person, but all four of them are down for this shit? Yeah. Anyway, they they basically start pushing her around. She runs off and hides the baby in a tree or something like that. They, like, cut her or something like that. And she she warns them to stay the fuck away from her. And he's like, you don't warn me, bitch. You know, like, and she's just, I don't know, all of a sudden she's, like, up in a tree and all these, like, this tree comes to life. And well, they cut her. They actually cut her first. And that's when the fucking... The forest comes alive. Right. Dude smacks a dude in the face. And just eviscerates his, it. <laughs> his whole fucking head just explodes. I was like, yes! <laughs> and then, like, fucking people are getting impaled by limbs and shit. One dude, what happened? Like, he got knocked down. He's, he's laying on the ground. A branch comes through the ground, up through his chest. Oh, it's so fast, too. It was glorious. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it just comes up. He's, like, screaming. And then, and then she's sitting up on the tree all, like, casually, like, hello. And then one of them gets, like, somehow in the t- tree, and then, like, the tree, like, closes on him, like, it's eating Oh, him. that it cuts off his hands! Yeah. Yeah, dude, I was like, what the fuck? And the other guy gets ripped in two. 
Like yeah, he, and this is literally within like a minute or two. Yeah, like it's this very whole fast. scene. It's like bang, bang, bang. Yeah, and you're just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude is good. Um, but yeah, but the dude that gets impaled that falls down, he's like one of the last kills, and you see the tree come through his chest, and you're like, damn, that's one hell of a way to go. And then all of a sudden, she just catches him on fire with her mind, and you're just like, damn. I know it was like Firestarter or something. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, they really just keep pushing that. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down. Like, this is going to be a good movie, man. And you were like, ah, let's wait and see. Yeah. And And then then sure enough, it kind of fucking took a shit pretty much right after that. Except for the end scene, which was kind of cool. It was totally like Evil Dead Blast. Yeah, I don't want to ruin what happens at the end, but I will say that one of the guys gets pissed and tries to cut down the baby tree. Because what she does is basically takes people's babies and holds them up near the tree, and it just sucks them into the tree, and not, like, any kind of cool, like, effects or anything. Oh, we forgot to go back and find out if she was collecting the different signs of Oh, yeah, we didn't say. It seemed like she was trying to collect babies with different astrological signs. Right. So that she could, like, because in the beginning she does say that she's like, oh, you're one of the set, or something like that. Yeah, because it was an October baby or something. Right, yeah. So, but anyway, at the end, though, there's, like, a guy who's, like, basically, and I'm not going to try to ruin this for you, but he tries to cut down the tree that she belongs in, the baby tree, and it's, like, bleeding and stuff, and he does it with a chainsaw, and, dude, it is a total fucking homage to Evil Dead, To Evil Dead, dude. Like, and it's so similar in so many ways. It's not, like, a good version of it. It, It's kind of good that Sam Raimi turn this film down I don't, i'm kind of glad too because i mean i think dark man's probably a better film altogether right and, but, and imagine how much guff he would have got for doing that movie right yeah i wouldn't do it like even if he didn't have he probably used dark man as an excuse he was like oh thank god right <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah man i don't know i it, it's one of those movies that has like scenes in it that you probably want to see and i laughed and cheered and stuff but all ultimately it, it took a nosedive Right. For me. It was watchable. Maybe one time. Right. Yeah. But don't it's not don't go out and get it because it's really not. I don't know. It. I mean, if you're a mad collector and you want to like get everything that you can, yeah. just for that tree scene where the guys are attacking her, I think is probably worth the movie to some degree. If it was like six, ten bucks, something like that, maybe May, or maybe no, probably like five bucks. I'd buy it for five bucks. There we go. Five bucks sounds about At reasonable. the most. <laughs> And I'm sorry if you guys love The Guardian, but eh, yeah. meh. We do have one last movie that we're going to talk about, and uh, this one's yours that you picked, so go ahead. Oh, it's The Woman. Right. All right, so I picked The Woman, 2011 it came out, and it was directed by Lucky McKee and uh, produced by Robert Tonino. But yeah, isn't Lucky McKee the guy that did May? Yeah. And he also did that anthology, uh, Tales of Halloween, right? He directed right. that. Another thing I want to mention, the music in this movie is good. And the music was done by uh, Sean Spillane. The opening scene, one of the first scenes where you, you hear this music, it sounds like Nine Inch Nails, something I can never have. Okay. And it was, dude, I like, like I was singing the song in my head while I was listening to it. It was it's great. It's weird for me. This, I, Like, I'm not against the music necessarily, but the music that they picked for this movie, I felt like it was out of place. Well, I thought maybe some of the the tracks that they used. Yeah, because it was more of a soundtrack, not a score. Right. Like, there the, was a score, but... The scores that were in there were good. Yeah. But the soundtrack, it just felt like some of the songs felt really off. 
Right. Like it didn't fit and they felt very 90s kind of obscure titles that, oh, you, for sure. that nobody would know kind of thing. Almost like they had budgetary reasons for, for it. For sure. But it was just, I don't know, for me, I mean, there were some decent songs in there, but it was like, it'd be like playing um, The Wheels on the Bus Go Round and Round um, during something it shouldn't be in. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, just, I totally understand. The, the tone of the music didn't really fit the atmosphere that they were going for. Right. And but I know, as far as the scores go, the scores were on the money. Right. And no offense to whoever did that, but I mean, maybe that was the aesthetic they were going for. Right. But it just seemed weird. Like, I don't know. It was almost like it didn't have a serious tone, but it did have a serious tone. Right. I don't know. So some of the actors in this was uh, Pollyanna McIntosh, Angela Bettis, uh, Sean Burgess, Lauren Ashley Carter, Carly Baker... Oh, you're going to go through the whole list. No, I'll stop right there. <laughs> That's pretty much the main cast right but, there. But all of those characters and all those actors have been in a lot of different horror movies. Oh, for sure. Like, a lot of horror yeah. movies. And real quick, fucking the girl who plays the woman, uh, Pollyanna, man, she is just good. And I'm not sure if you guys are Walking Dead fans, but she's one of the newest characters they've added to this series. Yeah, don't ruin it. I won't ruin it for you, but the way her dialogue in Walking Dead, the way she talks is just like eerie really yeah it's eerie yeah I so like she's it. like i don't don't tell me i don't want to know i won't tell you but she's it's, like it's i'm not really excited about it but i just for some reason i i, I want to save her whatever is left of the movie because or the show because i don't know it's it has its ups and downs it does yeah. it does but she's really good and she's awesome in this movie as well okay yeah um, i thought she did a good job yeah so this movie's pretty much about an American family. This guy, he's a not so much a family man, but from what you see him at the beginning, he kind of seems like it. But Isn't you can he tell- like a lawyer. Well, the plot, just so we can like get that out of the way, when a successful country lawyer captures and attempts to civilize the last remaining member of a violent clan that has roamed the northeast coast for decades, he puts the lives of his family in jeopardy. And that's putting it lightly, right? So he's pretty much hunting one day, and through his scope, he notices this woman taking a bath in the river. And, all you know, it's a really great scene, too, because you see her taking a bath, and all of a sudden she just stabs a fish right next to her and just eats it right out of the river. Oh, it's dude. like fucking Gollum or something. It's yeah. great. And she's all muddy and dirty. Yeah. And she's, like, bleeding. She's got, like, a I wound. will say I did like the music they were playing right there. It was weird. It was super weird, but it was, like, a creepy vibe. Cause he, uh, yeah, it was, like, kind of sexy time music. Right. It was weird. It just felt out of place. Right. I mean, it did. Like, that was probably the only song, I think, that actually worked in a way. Right. But it was still awkward. Like, yeah, I think that's what they were going for. Right. But it is a really good movie. If you guys haven't seen this movie yet, please, please check it out. Yeah, it may not be your favorite movie. I enjoyed it probably out of the three. I don't know, man. I I, I liked the movie. I didn't like some of the things that happened in it. It was kind of awkward and weird. Well, there's some... creepy. Some of the pacing could have been fixed up a little bit, but... I mean, they also left out a lot about the girl who plays the woman. There was no real backstory to that. Yeah, well, it's like, even in the title... In the like actual description of the movie tells you more than you actually find in, out about her. In the movie, yeah. Yeah, like weird. I had no idea that she was part of a clan or anything. Right. Like they didn't really explain that well, or maybe I just missed it. Maybe like, they should have gone back and maybe did when she was a kid. Was what there happened? like a news uh, cast or something that we missed and we weren't paying attention? It was like subtle? No, I don't think so. so don't maybe think- though. I'll have to go back and watch it again. 
Yeah, because in the beginning of the movie, they just pretty much show her kind of wandering around, right? Right, just and running she, through the forest. She's running with like a baby and a fucking hat, a sack. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, she has no. Well, first, what happens is that she goes and she she kills that dog at the beginning. Remember, right? And then she sleeps inside that stump, and then she has that dream where she's running, and there's wolves and a baby, and they never allude to what that meant. Right. And she was in a tree stump. Right. So it's almost like the Guardian here. And then (laughs) then there's wolves, so... Right. That's weird. I never thought of that. She puts the baby down inside this hole where the den is for the wolves, and it's just laying there, but then you never see what happens to it. Right. Was the baby her, or is it... Yeah, it was weird. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. It was a little confusing. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so did the baby just stay there and get starved, to, like starved to death, or what? Was it like you know, like the Jungle Book where she was raised by wolves? Or yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It was a little weird. But yeah, there's like this whole family. You think that they're a pretty normal family, except for the father, who's kind of a prick. Well, and you can kind of tell the mother is kind of submissive, right? And she's kind of. It's almost like she's battered in a way. But they haven't shown anything that allude to the father yeah. being a scumbag yet. Well, I think he's a scumbag right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, I'm talking about the very beginning of the movie. You know what I mean? Where right. they're at the pool and they're having a barbecue. And... Well, he's like staring at that one. Or what was he? St- oh, he was staring at his daughter. That's what yeah. it was. He was like watchful over her. That's when I knew something was fucked. I was like, all right, no, maybe something's bad. Yeah, it was like he was looking at her like he was had the hots for her. Right. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And I didn't even know it was his daughter like right, right off the bat. It goes in some places, maybe not visually, it is more intended right. in a lot of ways, <clears throat> but the storyline, even if it's intended, is still pretty fucked up. Yeah. Because you're like, damn, dude. Like, that's kind of... Like his kid, his son? Dude, what a creeper, dude. Yeah, like motionless, like sociopath. He's like a little Dexter or something. Yeah. It's weird. He's all training him. But yeah, you find out like he tries to civilize uh, this woman. They tire in the basement in this shed, like a storm cellar slash fruit fruit cellar, out on this farm sort of place. Right, and he had his family help him. Right, and that's when I knew, like I really knew, it was like, all right, well, this, there's something definitely wrong with this dude. Right, and it starts unraveling. Right, and gets crazier and crazier and crazier. Like, I think it, the all shit moment was when. Uh, his wife confronted him. In right. The, and when we were going to and bed. And you're like kind of cheering her on finally. Like, right. But you don't, and then you find out even more. Right. And then you kind of like, oh, maybe she does deserve to die. <laughs> well, yeah. But like, you know, there's that, that's just the scene. It was just so fucked up because he's like, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this. This doesn't seem right. And he just fucking whips her across the face, like quick. And just lays down and be like, come on, it's time to go to bed. And yeah. that was it. It was like, what the fuck? Yeah, she's like, do you really think we should be... Just keeps her head cocked sideways, and I was like, damn, dude, what the fuck? Right. This is fucked up. Right. And it it just gets more fucked up towards the end. But at the end, you will be cheering. You will be standing up and cheering, for sure. Well, uh, there's there's a scene in the movie where they have something locked up in the dog pen. And they kind of allude to that. He keeps yelling, Enapthmalia. Anapthmalia. Anapthmalia. And if you guys want to look that up, you can figure it out, but it's it's not easy to say or... Yeah, <laughs> right? Look up. It took me quite a while to figure that out. Essentially, it means like a, de- a, a, de- a degenerative... 
a degenerative or degenerative. You shouldn't even say it. Disease. But basically, yeah. Yeah. It's when you're born with no eyes. You did it. Whatever. It doesn't say what's in there. We don't know what's in there. <laughs> but it's fucking a beast. It's, it is. It is. It's fucking scary and freaky, man. <laughs> At the end of this movie, and I'm, we're not going to spoil this for you guys, but the end of this movie is kind of like, it's dark and fucked up, and you're just like, man, wow. Like, why, are, why is everybody just going along with all of this? Like, right. I don't know. Like, I'm like, really? I would have stabbed that fool in his sleep right then and there after he slapped me. I'm like, oh, I go to sleep. Yeah. Stab me in the belly. The movie's kind of fucked up, and the music is kind of weird with it. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of upbeat, and I don't know. It's weird. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird movie. Like, I don't necessarily dislike it, but I'm not overly anxious to go out and buy it. I am, actually. Really? Like, I, this is one of the movies I do want to pick up. I mean, I probably won't watch it all the time, but it's definitely be one of those watches I'll watch maybe once a year or something. It, it really kind of... I think this is the kind of movie that kind of makes you... Uh, it tugs on your morality strings a little bit. Yeah. It makes you, like, it makes you question, you know, who really deserves it and who's really the bad guy here. Yeah. And I think that that's what's good about the movie in a way. But I don't know. Like, remember the scene where they're locking her up and shit and, like, she's coming down to help him with something, I think maybe to wash her? Yeah. And, like, she's been tugging on her freaking chains, like, all day. And she, like, the wife notices that the one of the fucking bolts that he put in is coming loose. Right. And she grabs this board and it she kinda it kinda alludes that she's gonna go over there and fucking beat the dude in the face. Yeah, and it. the woman and her have this eye contact moment. Right. Like they're communicating. And then he finally she finally standing right behind him and then he's she gets the board up like she's gonna fucking nail him in the face. And then it's like, Hey look, that needs to be fixed. He's like, Oh good, that's perfect. That's exactly what I'll need to fix this. Right. <laughs> And you can just see the look in the woman's face just go sour. And I think he just, I think whoever wrote it or, or directed it really wanted to show, um, you know, just how submissive she really was. Like, there was a part of her trying to get out, mm-hmm. but she was so far into it, there's nothing she could really do. Right. But she could have done something, but she's already a scumbag now for not. Right. So it's kind of it's kind of weird. But yeah, I, I think this was probably better one out of the three. Although my favorite death scene in any of the three movies that we watched... Was The Guardian. Was The Guardian, Oh, for sure. That scene was amazing. It was really, really good. Like, if that would just be cut down into a short, like, I would probably watch that all the time. We probably could do that ourselves if we wanted to. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) rude. We got Friedkin over here trying to do... uh, Trying to make this movie, which is so weird... It's so not an Exorcist movie. It's not, and that's probably why it failed miserably. Because people were expecting that... Right. You're probably right. It's just he, maybe he just lost touch with his... His freaking? <laughs> he got his freaking on. <laughs> he didn't get his freaking on. Several aspects of this film were left on the cutting room floor. So apparently there was more to this story, but they just didn't think it was necessary to put into the film. Really? Right. Like, they probably had a lot of issues with like trying to figure out how they're going to make it flow. What they kind of failed to allude, and, and they maybe they left on this, this one of the things they left on the cutting room floor, is that they didn't really go into uh, Peg, which was the daughter, right? into her sexuality. There's supposed to be, like, a little bit of, like, something going on between her and her teacher. Oh. And they just left that out. Huh. Which would probably, would have made, that scene would have made a lot more sense. It probably would have 
Mm. Well, maybe they were trying to use because the teacher is kind of like, oh, finally, somebody's going to do something about this fucked up family. Right. But then she gets caught in the snare. So maybe they felt like in order to make her death more have much more impact, they had to make her not be like kind of like a pedophile. Do you know what I mean? Right. And if you guys are looking for a little bit more story to this, and maybe to fill in the blanks, there is a book that will coincide with this movie. Wait, there is a book that was written after or before it? Before it. Or no, after it. So they wrote a book for it afterwards to, Mm -hmm. like, elaborate on the story? Yeah. Huh. I wonder if they were planning to do a sequel for it. That could be. I would love to see it. I just don't think it did as well as they wanted. I, I still think it's a it's a good movie. It's, yeah. it's it's done well enough to go on. And I don't think I don't know. Like I don't know what to say. I'd say it's probably like a five or a six for me. I would say six point five. I'd say six at least. Like six is probably a solid six. It's like enough that you'll be you would want to rewatch it at least. Right. But maybe I'd have to watch it again to really I don't know. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's yeah. not a movie it's a movie I'll probably own, but I'm not anxious to go out and, and buy it. Well it's not gonna be one of the first ones I pick up. There's too many shits on my list right now. Right, yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, I think that's it for our Wicked Women Flesh and Potatoes segment. We thank you guys for coming by. And uh, we'll definitely be doing more here soon. We're not sure what we're going to do for the next episode yet, though, right? Yeah, we'll have to discuss that. Uh, But yeah, no, uh, there is some things that we've been doing, guys, and we really appreciate you guys and all your support. We've already had a lot of email subscriptions. If you guys want to join our BTV VIP club, uh, all you got to do is sign up on our Facebook. There's a sign up button there. It's the blue button at the top of our fucking page. Uh, there's also on our Twitter page, you can go to the information that's underneath our name and it says sign up for the BTV club there. Uh, but when you sign up for this, it lets you know when we're going to be putting out an episode, enters you into contests that we're going to be doing that you'll get only through that email. Uh, and it also lets you know when we put up any reviews or any videos that we do for fun. So definitely sign up for that. Uh, we do appreciate all your support on all our social media and everything like that. But uh, yeah, so... Not all the time, Patrick, are w- wicked women bad. Sometimes no. they exact revenge on some of the bad guys. Oh, for sure. So it's not always necessarily when we say wicked women that they're, it's kind of like the teetering of good and bad. That's what I got from the movie, except for Sick Girl. Jesus Yo, Christ. Geez, yeah, that was definitely she left. She was just left, all left, bad. Left. <laughs> well, she was trying to save her brother, but she went about it all wrong. Right. (laughs) She probably would have ended up molesting him anyways. But yeah, thank you guys so much for coming by. Yeah, thanks, guys. You know, thanks for tuning in and look for our next episode next week. Yeah, we'll see you next Monday, guys. Peace. Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast. Tune in every Monday for a new episode.